We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Little Legends Podcast. Ooh, I, I think I could have went longer, but I heard my voice crack halfway through that. I'm like, ooh, that's not, <laughs> that's not a good way. That's not a good way to continue it. I am your host, Blevins. With me, as always, is Boob. What's up, buddy? It is. It's going good. I'm in my best hideaway hoodie. You know, one that you can pull the strings and hide away from the this earth. <laughs> a little bummed that we didn't get to see SpaceX launch. Uh, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll try again on Saturday. Uh, other than that, it's been a good week of games gaining weight and finding things on youtube a, that, that i haven't a, watched yet is that a good thing that you're gaining weight or a um, neutral absolutely thing or, not okay. <laughs> i am at the heaviest i've ever been in my life um uh, right now and for some reason i'm okay with it more so than i should be i think uh, <laughs> i think um yeah. i'm just i'm just rocketed up from you know all right kind of in shape to dad bod in how long has quarantine been 67 days <laughs> I uh I've just been way past that for a very long time. So no nothing new here. Like like I, I mentioned before, I you know, my diet hasn't changed at all. My workout regimen hasn't changed at all. What's your guys' excuse? I mean, pay no attention to the fact that I wasn't eating well or exercising well beforehand, <laughs> but it hasn't changed at all since quarantine. Yeah, I'm starting to like have these like crazy thoughts now where like 
you know, since I have just less to, you know, I could be working, of course, but this is still my time, you know, mm-hmm. um, like <laughs> I, I just sit there and just think about these ideas that will never happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> like things about space or like things about like, what if there are people living in the core and we don't know it yet? It's like, why am I thinking about that? But <laughs> seems pretty but unlikely. It, yeah, maybe. I know, but that's that's where I'm that's where I'm at right now. So nice. I need to cast, and we're going to be doing a lot more casting upcoming. So that's going to be yeah, yeah. that's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, we'll have more to talk about uh, that on a different episode, I'm sure. But we have a ton to talk about this episode. We're going to be going over both the 1011 actual patch that's coming up, but more excitingly, at least, uh, we'll be going over the pbe preview for 10 12 we're also going to talk about a uh uh the team liquid qualifier event and sort of the controversy and blunder and whatnot around there we'll give some thoughts on that but first of course you guys know we are prediction esports podcast p-r-w-e-d-i-c-t-i-o-n esports on uh itunes spotify uh where you can find wherever you can find your podcast make sure you're following that feed as well as ours little legends and uh, all of the subscribes and follows and whatnot really do help reviews leaving reviews uh also very much appreciated and helpful for us uh but uh yeah also guys another piece of housekeeping make sure that you if you didn't, if you haven't already, make sure you go back and check out last week's episode. We had Waylon Roselle, aka Riot Magus, on the show. It was a great episode. We only had him for thirty minutes, but it was a, a action packed thirty. We got some really good insight and info uh, on competitive TFT and the future there, and sort of the thought process behind that. So definitely check out that episode as well. And the best place to find all of the links to all of our episodes and pretty much anything to do with us. Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. Best place to be also for game night on Fridays at 9 Eastern. Based on some of our previously alluded to uh, tournament casting, we may need to change uh, up game night or how game night works a little bit coming up. But at least for now, 9 Eastern Friday nights, Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast was where we'll be, we will be doing game night. Um. On the World Wide Web. On the World Wide Web. We will be uh, wacky, waving, wobbling. Inflatable arm men. Wacky, waving, inflatable arm flying tube men. Uh, On Discord.me, Special Legends Podcast. We had Mort actually uh, join in for a game last week. So, Whenever I'm not there. He always plays when I'm not there. I wonder if... uh... I don't no, know if I just smell bad or something. No, I well, I mean, I can't say whether or not you smell bad, uh, but y- you do. Um, <laughs> no, I just saw him on. We had a spot open. I pinged him, and he uh, he obliged. Hell so yeah, that's great. Definitely, always, always cool uh, to play some games with uh, Mort. But uh, yeah, definitely check that out again. Discord.me slash Legends Podcast. And if you'd like to support us as well, you can go to patreoncom slash Legends Podcast as well. So. Uh, let's talk uh, very briefly about our week in TFT boop. Anything fun and exciting for you? Any notable games? Climbs? Oh yeah, 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 totally. Um, so I hate playing mages. 
in any game that I play. Like okay. I just don't like sorcerers, playing mages but, okay. or sorcerers, yeah. wizards. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Warlocks, just in general, like, yeah. magic. Yeah, casters. just in general. Yeah, exactly. And so I was really proud of myself. I saw that Star Guardians was open in one of my games, mm-hmm. and normally I'd just be like, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, no after that and i ended up winning my star guardian game so i was the reason why i wanted to bring it up it was just like it was so anti what i usually do Uh and my habits like i most of the time i would rather just at that point give up and build something like double rage blade infiltrator on malphite right um but this time i went ahead and gave you know played what the game gave me um i started off with uh, leona and poppy then the Uh star guardians just came rolling in it's like i couldn't get rid of them um and uh i ended up winning so i was really proud of myself nice we're kind of going against like what i think was quote unquote fun and mm-hmm. actually played clean and played the comp and yeah. showed that i could play something else that's not uh cybers nice i uh played a cybernetics game and actually had a three-star illusion that i just randomly got i wasn't planning on it i just had i had a two-star illusion and I had a pack and it had five Lucians in it. So I bought five Lucians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, you have to. Right. If, if, if a pack has five Lucians, you're, or maybe it was four. It doesn't matter. It was, it was more than three Lucians. Like, uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was four Lucians. It's like, I guess I'm going for tier three. So I rolled it a little bit more. Uh, I got eighth place that game, by the way. Uh, I just, I I I really did. I even had an, like an early echo. Like I just played. I don't know. I I played it very poorly. Um, but I actually had been having a lot of success with the Void Brawler, like the the nine nine bugs um, Void Brawler build. It's been uh, quite good. Um, I watched uh, Jinx JK's guide on it and was like, oh, I'm just gonna play this the next game. I get it, and I get like an early Kha'Zix too. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm definitely playing it now. Now it's not even gonna be punish me for forcing it because I already got most of the bugs. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was good. Um, had a couple other games. I I finally, I know this is gonna be lame, but I finally uh, maxed out my Galaxies Pass. So. I'll be ready for the next one when that comes out, uh, which we'll be talking about uh, probably next week. I think is where, or in one of the one of the upcoming weeks, where all the new um, cosmetic mm-hmm. stuff is. But uh, it's up on the PBE right now, I think. Oh, uh, I should probably go play it. Okay, end of the episode, guys. We'll talk to you. Later. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we'll cert- I'm certainly going to be playing that because that uh, stuff is going to be fun. But. Um, so do we want to talk about the liquid thing or do we want to do 10, 11? Let's do first? liquid. Let's do liquid 10, 11, and then, and then break. And how then does that sound 10, for everybody? Yeah. Guys, just, uh, all right. You're not here with us live. Uh, I was waiting for you guys to respond, but you didn't. Uh, um, so yeah, let's talk about the team liquid tournament. So basically, oh, boop, you've got, okay. Someone messaged you about it. So why don't you give us a little synopsis of what happened with, all uh, right. With us. So, I'm pretty unfamiliar with happening in, in, in week one. Um, we, <laughs> I wasn't casting it. So <laughs> All right. I guess it's happening without me. Um, no, 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 no. But um, uh, basically in the second week, there was a glitch in the, in the seating system. That a glitch in all the of, system. 
um, that put all of the highest ranked players together in the first round and then put all the first place groups in one other lobby for the next round. So oh. the way that it worked was like, I think the low end of when you can get in was gold or something like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like masters, but the first lobbies were all masters filled. Um, and oh. then the second round was all based off of where you landed in, in your lobby. So all the fourth placers played together. Oh. All the third placers played together. All the Is second placers played together. Was that how it was supposed to be? No, it was okay. not supposed to be that okay. way. It was supposed to end up being one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four for each lobby. Um, and the system was oh, supposed to okay. do that for it. But the way that it worked, the very first round was screwed up because yeah. you had all the best players in the same lobby, mm -hmm. which is not good for them and or your tournament, right. right? Because well, it's okay to have like a random gold player like show up in the final, like somehow, right? Like that's exhilarating, but when it's through the process of elimination of everyone else who's good. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not exciting. You want them to, to earn it. Right. You want them to fight through it. Not like, oh, well, they were the best of the worst. So they're in the end. Yeah. Okay. And so this is where I think things start getting a little aggravating. Um, or even more aggravating right. for players. So in the middle of the second round, right, which mm -hmm. they, this is supposed to be for a prize and TFT tournaments, just like a lot of other uh, tournaments last all day, right? Basically, right. if you enter a tournament, um, very few of them end within two to four hours. No, right? almost so never. The, this was going to be their whole Saturday. And then because of the seating uh, problem in the second round, even though there was already one in the first round, mm -hmm. they decided to just call it a bum week. And not give a spot in the finals due to the screw up. So all these people who had already spent a couple hours playing in lobbies they never should have been in in the first place, right, were then decentivized to continue playing because they're like, well, if you want to keep playing, you can um, because it's like for $300, but no spot in the final. Right. So a lot of oh. like the top level players decided to just quit yeah and wait till next week because why are you gonna give your whole saturday up for a, a, a split of three hundred dollars right the chance at three hundred dollars um, there is some things there that i i definitely want to kind of talk about in terms uh -huh. of you know finishing oh, me things too. out and oh, like not too. feeling like it's a little pretentious, uh, some might say. Uh, but the idea here is because of all of that, a lot of people then went on to Reddit and was like, we're going to boycott Team Liquid uh, tournaments from here on out because they don't care. They don't think that TFT is a viable eSport because the TOs, you know, screwed us up two weeks in a row now. Like they obviously just don't care and are trying to make money off of us, which is something I think you can get, you know, gain out of how this worked. Right, but uh, the team I mean, was there a tournament on... entry fee? Uh, no. So how are they making but I do money believe, off of I, you? Uh, I I do believe that it there was like a wait list and stuff. Uh, but I think the in the end, the team liquid guy came up and was like, "Oh, the reason why this happened was because uh, there was a glitch in the tournament software, uh, which seeded everyone this way, and that's why we're gonna be, to keep uh, competitive integrity. We're gonna cancel this week." Uh, but if you want to keep playing it out, you can. Uh, and a lot of like the the pros didn't really like that because they're there for the final spot. So why be there right. for something else? Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a summary. We can't really spend too much time on this, yeah. but I th we thought it was a good idea to kind of go over it because 
people were pissed man yeah like there were like six <clears throat> or seven posts on the competitive tft reddit that was like this is going to be bad for tft for months to come and you know when big yeah. orgs try to do this they got to make it right or else other big orgs won't do it and there is like a, a sense of truth to that but after that summary bled before i get into my pontification yeah. what's what, what's your feeling on it okay so i can put my having been a tournament level mtg player hat on which i have on all the time but uh, i can put that on and say this would have been an awful experience um and i've had not quite that level of experience with tournament organizers for mtg before but like similarly bad things where like tournament organizers will like basically when you sign up for a tournament you want that tournament to abide by the preset rules that were described to you at the beginning. Anything that changes in between that, that is not just a net positive for everyone is for all intents and purposes, unacceptable. So if I join this tournament, I plan, you know, I take my Saturday off or whatever. Um, you know, I've blocked out my Saturday and playing this event for this qualifier if after round two they're like, "Oh, J.K., this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't going to count. You guys can <laughs> still play count. for the prize money, but like the invite's not there. That's unacceptable. Um, they should have just said, "Hey, we messed it up, and uh, like done the best to remedy it in future rounds." But you cannot say. Hey guys, uh, just kidding. This was a this was a fake week. We'll still give out the three hundred dollars, which is like, I mean, three hundred dollars is three hundred dollars. But like, like you said, the pro players, they don't care. I've done qualifier level events in Magic before, um, where there's you know maybe hundreds or like a couple hundred dollars of prize like um, funds there, like either product or whatever, and then an invite or a you know three buys to a, a bigger event or like like how harston did with tavern heroes yeah exactly a, a qualification mm -hmm. most people that are grinders and like competitive level players i don't like i don't care about winning three boxes of magic the gathering cards when i'm when i'm in that position which is like 300 or 400 dollars or whatever i want the qualification i don't care about that like a lot of times um you know there will be some sort of they'll do a price split and just play for, you know, they'll, they'll split the prize. Like, we don't care about this. So let's just split our prizes here and then just play for the qualification or like, hey, do you actually want? I mean, this is kind of against the rules, but like, uh, actually, I don't, I don't I don't know. And I also don't care about the official rules of magic anymore either. Um, but people will go, oh, hey, are you actually do you actually want the qualification or do you want the prizes? Like, I'll give you all of the prizes. I just so just concede. I'll give you all of the prizes. I just want the, the qualification. That's a thing that is at least discussed. And I've done that before. I don't care if the DCI retroactively bans me. Uh, I, I couldn't care less. Um, so the money is irrelevant. If it were $10,000 or something, OK, all of a sudden that's just, that's something to talk about. But the qualification is the prize. The, the, the money is is whatever. They need it. They should have just run it, tried to remedy it. If they had to do it by hand, that sucks. But guess what? You do it. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not ideal at all, but you need to run that through. Um, but uh, people saying, well, to, to finish the thought, like people boycotting Team Liquid, I'm, I'm actually not necessarily against that because like I, I mean, 
the problem so here's the problem team the, like team liquid and cloud nine they're the only ones running this event they're the only ones that have authorization to run it and they're the only ones that have the qualification for a tournament like that you you have to right like you can't qual if you want to play in a qualifier you can't really boycott these events um but I've certainly boycotted certain tournament organizers because they just run crappy events and they don't do it well. I wouldn't say that Team Liquid doesn't care. I would just say that the staff they had on was unprepared and did a poor job of managing the tournament. Yeah, I, you know, and instead of being like, okay, well, <laughs> this just doesn't count, right? I think the the biggest thing that TOs and sometimes these bigger companies don't understand is these are people who are passionate. Right. And when you're yeah. talking about people's passions and then just being like, ah, JK, I know that's not what they did, but that's probably how a lot of the players felt. Right. When they're like, we made a mistake. Now all of you suffer for it. Yeah. Right. It is, it is effed up. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then when you're like, oh, it's a computer glitch and it might have, that just doesn't feel good enough. It doesn't matter. Like it, an, an apology. Right. So oh. I think worse comes to worse. Right. You give whoever the winner is this place in the final, just add an extra week right that's still not like the best right but there are people who did play and deserve it, it, an opportunity for it so instead of canceling it for everybody and just washing it for a week and wasting literally hundreds of people's of day, days this yeah. is one of the biggest tournaments out there mm -hmm. right it's not like this is a no nobody no nothing thing like there was a right. hundred person 200 person long wait list to get mm -hmm. into this tournament mm -hmm. right your team liquid of liquipedia <laughs> more than that but right. um like team liquid is one of the few esports orgs out there that people who don't play games might know Right. Right. And so you're you're coming in with a set of expectations that things are probably going to be OK. Like there isn't a world where a giant slayer should be putting on tournaments so much cleaner and better than an org like Team Liquid in terms of resources and stuff. like right. that, Right. But the fact that everyone at Giant Slayer is, is doing it better, there hasn't really been anything that I've seen from Giant Slayer in terms of complaints on their tournaments. Nope. Like, we've worked with them. It's been good. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, the fact that an organization like Team Liquid had this much trouble for two weeks in a row is inexcusable for me. And what, these, what the organizer needs to understand that it's not just a tournament for them. It might just be another tournament to run for you. But in TFT, with our lack of opportunities currently, with the world system not in place just yet, yeah. right? with the complete and utter lack of opportunity to innovate for competitive outside of giant slayer. Right. Um, this was really exciting for people and for you to just say it was a computer glitch. <laughs> GG's uh, next week will we'll be okay. Right. Eventually it's just kind of like, you're just disrespecting me as a person. Yeah. Right. Just because you're not interested in the same game as me that you didn't take this as seriously. But I think that goes into a broader scope of, who runs these tournaments. And this is going to be my final point. So I have been a part of very good, very well-run tournaments from mm -hmm. Blizzard all the way down to ho-hum three people things that mm -hmm. run really well, right? And I have come into contact with what I believe to be very similar to the TO of this Liquid event. Someone who is there for a paycheck doesn't necessarily like the game that they're TOing and kind of just checks out until it's over, right? They'll answer questions when needed, but um, not unless they need to right right and i think that this was a pretty similar to that. either this person was overwhelmed or just didn't care until it was too late right because the first round never should have started with those lobbies right right and it, it's hard and if you're going to put on a tournament of hundreds of people and you have one or two to's like that's not okay either right True. and basically the to is an important job 
-hmm. And I have only worked with a couple orgs that consider that an important job. Your TO is going to help you run your org. Your TO is dealing with your players, your tournament, your rules, your uh -huh. everything, right? And when that person doesn't care, the tournament is just going to suck. Yep. Right. You're not going to get any communication, all communication. If you do get it, it's going to be late. Right. And that, that's the thing is we're here. We're trying our best. Yep. Right. And the only expectation I have is for you to do the same. Right. This you're still getting paid. This is your job. Yeah. Right. And I don't care about the computer glitch. I don't care about any of that other stuff. What I do care about is these players in the TFT community feeling valued. And unfortunately, outside of certain orgs, I don't think they are. And the yep. Team Liquid thing just kind of piled on top of that. Mm -hmm. Right. That like we're not being seen. We're not being taken seriously. Right. Yeah. And that, that sucks. Yeah, I think it, it, it's either it's either that 100 percent like they just didn't care or just like it, it doesn't matter whether they cared or not. They made the wrong decision. They made an objectively bad decision um, mm -hmm. and like they handled it poorly. The 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 care behind it is just is adds on top of that. If they were like if they were like, oh, well, we really wanted to do this, but this is the decision we made. And even if they gave like, you know, their reasons for it, it would still be the wrong decision and I would still be grilling them. Um, because it's, I don't want to say a dumb decision, but from my vantage point, like if I'm, if I'm putting the, if I played in this tournament, I would say this was a dumb decision. And the person who ran this tournament made it a very bad, uh, and poorly thought out decision based on what I know. Luck, and right. And that's, the thing about luck working, for... that's the thing about working with orgs, right? You might not be wanting this person to represent your org but that's what happens when you put this person in charge right. right i was recently working with a to that was like using profanity couldn't spell anything in like our our stuff and i was like you know what i'm out yeah. right this isn't gonna go well yeah. right and this in this group i'm never gonna work with again because of this one person right yeah. and you have to make sure that you're not giving people jobs that they're not ready for right right and this became a thing where I don't think it needed to, especially yeah. since it was the second week of challenges. And mm -hmm. again, it's just like TFT players aren't Mario Kart players, right? Uh, they're not casual gamers. These guys are trying to make right. something happen with their lives in this game that they love, just like your Valorant or Overwatch players. And just because we're mm -hmm. not as mechanically intensive as them doesn't make us any less important. And I think that kind of like hierarchy of of games is like pervasive in people who do run tournaments yeah. um, based off of, if I like the game, it'll be, it'll be run really well. If I think yeah. it's boring, then we're going to suffer. Right? right. And that's just something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. And we'll never reach the point in esports that we need to, if those people still get jobs, because there are other people who are really, really freaking good at it that don't get those opportunities because they don't know the right people. Right. And that's the thing that really yeah. frustrates me too, is they could have just hired, literally anybody from giant slayer they could have hired bemi they could have yeah. hired you know even one of us right i was gonna say <laughs> and... the last point i wanted to make is if uh team liquid or cloud nine are looking for tft tournament consultants uh we have we have a deck for that uh we legitimately yeah we that, this actually. is this one yeah this we, one actually we isn't a joke we actually do have a deck for that <laughs> like a really good deck yeah. thanks Mushu. um but, uh, yeah. but yeah that's to, to put a bow in it um or to put a nail in it, rather. This yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we want to be seen, right? We're, we're here. We're, we're, we're gamers, too, right? And it might Damn. be TFT. 
but it is still Team Liquid, and I just expect more out of them as an org in general, right? As I would yeah. with Cloud9 or Evil Geniuses mm-hmm. or FaZe or Dignitas, right? Same thing I, I across that whole board. I don't know if I expect that out of FaZe, honestly. I think FaZe would probably would blunder their event, too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm throwing shade at FaZe. FaZe, if you're uh, looking for partners, uh, I have a deck for that. Um, no, I, I just think, like, it's such a... That's just the type of thing that, like, it kind of almost makes logical sense of, like, well, this, you know what? We messed up. Sorry, guys. We'll still give out the prize money. Don't worry about that. It's like, that's such a, like, you've never played in a tournament at this level and you don't understand. (laughs) It's such a, like, just, it's such a just like you don't get it type of thing so that that's yeah where it's kind of a disconnect and from that and, and and that's i think the core of what i feel yeah. right is like oh jesus just Christ. the, the anyway. classic the classic uh only set in the movies line that you just don't get it do you um <laughs> well i mean it, like you got all these players to sign up for this tournament it's like going to an amusement park right you get there and it starts raining Right, you can't ride any of the rides. Well, You're so excited, yeah. You get there, except that they caused only... the rain, and they could be like, okay, and are not giving you a refund. Well, they're 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 like, oh, come back next week, even though you took this week off. And also, we could like waterproof the ride so you could ride them, but it's not perfect, so don't do it. That's kind yeah. of the analogy. <laughs> there it is. That's uh, yeah, a little bit, but enough of that. Um, yeah, there's. Hopefully we don't have to keep talking about this level of blunder um, moving forward. But uh, again, uh, shoot us a, an email, littlelegendspodcast.gmail.com if you want uh, to talk about running an event. Um, okay, let's. Uh, we're going to cruise through these uh, 10, 11 notes because, again, it's... I mean, I hate to call it a lame duck uh, patch, but it's kind of what My it is. God. Let's... It, it it well i think none of the damage changes are like more than 25 yeah um, it's not like yeah a lot of the changes are very small and, yeah. and 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 needed for obvious reasons um so let's let's jump let's jump into these like we always do and read the little beginning hello captains first and foremost this is the last patch before the galaxy's mid set update which we'll be talking about in a bit uh this means that uh the next 2 weeks will be your last opportunity to earn your final rank before the reset and get those last few rewards in the galaxy pass I finally did Uh, on the balance front. You'll notice the changes are relatively small since we didn't want to give you anything too crazy to master before the next big patch. Chief among these changes are nerfs to the tier one trio, Caitlin graves and Zaya. We're also taking a little off the top from the perennial contender kale and every auto attackers favorite tank buster last whisper. There's also a new littler legends galaxy where you'll start with 15% less life. Let's get into it. So, uh, as mentioned, the little the little little legends galaxy is what it's officially called. Uh, you start Littler with legends. It will no. It's called the official the official name for it is little little legends. Littler legends. I know. Is just, I'm, oh I'm, yeah. I'm I'm saying littler legends. Littler legends. <laughs> littler. The Little Legends Galaxy. That wasn't actually a voice modification. That it's was just lit. me doing it. It's lit. Sorry. Totally. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Um, you start with 85 health instead of 100. Initial thoughts on this Galaxy, boo. Uh, we'll see how it goes because it'll be great on mobile. Yeah. Um, in terms of game speed. I, you know. Uh, I, but loose streaking is just like not an option. 
Um, no. <laughs> I guess I guess if you did it really, really well, mm-hmm. uh, you could do it. Um, and since the games are over faster, I doubt that we're going to get a ton of like four star three, like tier four, three star units mm-hmm. like we have recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What about you? So my, my thought is like, this is in my category of like, I don't really care, but it's not super exciting. Like you're not like even like Lilac Nebula, which a lot of people hate. I I like that one, and and in even uh, medium legends, I like and I like it more than this one because this is just like okay, the game's shorter. What does that mean? Mm, it means like, I guess a few things, but it's not like it's not enabling anything cooler. I don't think it's just like you're kind of scuffed, and like you have to you're gonna do better with scuffed comps, which I think is a cool thing in general, but it's not in in the moment of your game. You're like, oh, I'm winning with this like almost no synergies comp where I just have a bunch of two star units. That's fun. It's not really that fun in the game, right? Um, so yes. I, I think it's all right. What I, what I'm excited about this for is, or actually ties into what you said, boop. And it's like kind of, uh, like associated with mobile. Like what if this is just a test? For like that's another what game I was thinking. Like, that's what, if, what, what I if it's like saw. fifty health or something for a mobile game. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, so- I think just in the end, like aggressively rolling might work here, getting really strong tier one units. Um, but in the end, I think in terms of strategy, it's just a quick sprint versus like uh, the eight hundred meter dash, yeah. which is what I feel like regular TFT is like mm-hmm. that awkward like. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason you none of none of the 800 people run any other events right right uh, but, but to be good at specifically then, like, the, that distance yeah and then the medium legends is like the cross-country people yeah so we'll see because like people might like just the faster game in general like mm-hmm. things in, improvement doesn't necessarily have to be mechanical even though it's right. technically is a mechanical improvement but uh they don't have to be visual either right, right. so we'll see if just like we like having these shorter games if mm-hmm. like we need to make it to those three star, you know, right. tier three, four cost units, right? Yeah. Is that what's fun? Um, and I think uh, Littler Legends will give us a lot of info on that. Yeah, I think so too. I think that logistically and like UI, UX wise, like you would want to keep the health at the number 100. But if you can take what 100 is today and make it what Little Little Legends is today and like, shift things down to make that like either game length or game feel maybe that's a good thing um so hopefully i'm I'm assuming that there's some of that behind the scenes of like oh we want to see how people react to you know having you know 15 percent less health um so we'll see um they also updated the galaxy odds so little littler legends is going to be in 12.5 percent of games galactic armory 10 uh nicoverse lilac nebula medium super dense uh uh, super dense uh, trade sector treasure trove and star cluster are all 7.5 and normal games are going to be happening happening one quarter or 25% of the game so we're at 75% galaxy 25% normal so uh, it's almost we're getting to the point where it's like normal game is its own galaxy <laughs> <laughs> normal galaxy yeah Yay. which is the most um, boring one I, I disagree with that actually uh, um, you might be right. I think that it's not boring. Uh, it's just like I, I would rather have a galaxy most times for me. 
I think the item galaxies, the the one where you get two items, um, is the most boring. Oh. And I like the regular. Well, I, I I finally got the Galactic Armory, and my opening carousel was a full item carousel. So I actually oh started <laughs> with three <laughs> items. That okay, was that a fun one. Fun. I think that actually, uh, JK, that was the same game that I went cybernetics and got the tier three Lucian and got eighth place, but it was still fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, quickly do some tra- uh, trait changes. So Chrono got a uh, small adjustment here. Uh, it is going from eight, four, two seconds to eight, 3.5, 1.5 seconds. So four and six Chrono getting a small buff to the intervals at which the attack speed increase uh, is. And then Infiltrator now always jump at the beginning of combat rather than with a slight delay. So you can maybe bait your you can bait the infiltrators with like a you know a tank or something a little bit easier because infiltrators are gonna immediately jump and jump onto whatever you have in the back line rather than like letting like a bait unit move forward and then having them jump. So small changes. Uh small. B- Boop, you want to talk about these champions? Sure. All right. Caitlin, Ace in the Hole damage is going to be nerfed at the tier three. Uh, Grave Smoke Grenade Blind Duration is moving from 345 to 235. Thank God. (laughs) Have you seen these Graves builds where it's just constantly blinding? No, I haven't. So I faced a tier three Graves with two Seraphs on it. And in my mind, I was like, why are you wasting those items? And then my units could not attack. Yeah. And it was really, really good. Like in the mid game, Uh I ended up beating this guy at the end. But like, man, was that annoying. (laughs) Anyway, um, Jarvan, ageless standard like me. Um, attack speed boost is 50, 75, 100, going to 60, 75, 85. Um, that opens up AP Jarvan, I'm just saying. Um, Cosmic <laughs> spell damage is 200, 275, 500, 200, 275, 400, 100 damage nerf on tier three. And then Zaya Mana is going from 050 to 070. So that first and all subsequent ultimates uh-huh. will be moving going a lot slower yep. uh, tier two champions blitz creek rocket to <laughs> grab damage is 250 400 900 to 200 350 850 i think that's good i'm not quite sure he needs to one shot everyone he pulls uh, lucid relentless pursuit damage is 150 200 325 uh going to 150 200 375 um, maybe you got last because it wasn't this patch. Uh, tier three True. champions is Master Yi attack speed moving from 0.8 to 0.85. Uh, tier four champions Cho'Gath starting slash total mana 50 150 to 75 150. Ooh. Um, Kale total mana going from 60 to 70. So small changes. Yeah. Uh, Cho'Gath getting buffed is nice for your little squid boys. Um, yep. uh, that's a gross sentence. Your little squid boys. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway um, yeah and i like the blitzcrank change just like because you have a blitzcrank means that you get a kill is not necessarily what you want yeah but that is a slight nerf to jinx yep as well because a lot of times you use blitzcrank to pull jinx uh-huh. but other than that not a ton of changes uh the shredder slash pikachu comp is going to be neutered quite a bit yeah um from the Zyamana uh nerf Zyamana uh, nerf, and, Caitlin level three nerf, Jarvan level three nerf, all are going to yep. be pretty, pretty big uh, changes there for that. So I think like what's going to happen is people aren't going to are probably not going to play it because um, it's not going to be as po- as strong, but it's probably still good. The problem is again, we're 
there's two weeks to play this and if people aren't playing it immediately like i think that that build finding its legs again would take longer than that potentially so um we'll see maybe maybe it'll be close so maybe i I think it'll still be playable but it's not as good so i think you're going to really need to finesse being able to play it rather than forcing it all the time which is i think a good place for a hyper roll composition like that like you need to know the scenarios where it's correct to do that so i think those are good blitzcrank is a little weird um like you said it is an indirect nerf to jinx it's kind of a nerf to the like brawler based comps but like it's such a weird spot to do that i i don't know i I didn't ever really see blitzcrank as the problem um but i i do like his at least level one damage being nerfed because early like that's a big amount of damage like that's killing a unit early yeah and he should be more about the pool than the damage exactly so uh it it helps his fantasy a little bit because i was noticing that like when i was getting blitzcrank early i was like these are these fights are pretty easy. Yeah. Um, Cause there's less counterplay early on too, when it comes to blitzcrank positioning. Yeah. Um, so your carries are going to be a lot more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You might even get two pools off. Um, right. So, yeah. Lucian tier three damage. I mean, maybe this makes tier three Lucian an actual thing you can roll for. Um, I, and a lot of these I think are, setting up for 10 12 which we'll talk about after the break but uh like maybe there's now a like hyper roll cybernetics comp that can that can come about with lucian as a tier three um not in this patch i don't think i don't think this will affect this patch much at all master Yi gets a whopping 0.05 attack speed buff i mean it's good for him but don't think it makes much difference Cho'Gath's mana is obviously really good because now you don't necessarily like he's not useless without a guardian angel now like he might actually get that first cast off um he's usually like one or two attacks away from getting it it seems like if he gets focused down so maybe just a raw Cho'Gath will actually get an alt off which is nice and then kale kale's you know the big big lady on campus and uh i don't know if the 10 mana is going to change that too much because she's still like popping off and now like it might be more reasonable to run something like um you know a, a static shiv or something else that will actually like give her that extra mana at the beginning so definitely yeah. interesting changes and then the other change here is last whispers uh last whispers going from 90 percent armor reduction down to 75 percent armor reduction which is like good now the items not like an absolute necessity <laughs> to to counter these vanguard comps and like every single uh damage uh attack damage based build wants one so it's it's i think it's a reasonable item not just like an auto oh absolutely need this so overall um i think a good a good patch again sort of a lame duck patch um you know, I mean, literally, Cho'Gath and Kale are getting removed from the game next pe- in, in ten twelve. So, like, those changes are like whatever, you know. Um, but I don't know. I think I think a, a solid patch that will address a few uh, a few things in this current meta. But overall, it's fine. I don't think it's going to change too much. But I agree. Things that will change a lot are patch ten twelve, which we will talk about right after this break. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7. 
or you can participate in our $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you can find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary and what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all of the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. We are going to dive deep into patch 1012, the TFT Galaxy's mid-set update. We've got, uh, this is what they're calling the Dev Drop, which has been co-authored by Mort, Whitrock, and Lord Lama. I'm I'm not actually sure who that is. That's an interesting name. Maybe we should look into who that is. Um... I'm thinking out loud here. <laughs> you're, you're like the, the dad waiting for, uh, you know, your daughter's date to show up at prom, right? With like your, your rifle in one hand. So, uh, yeah. What do you, <laughs> so, what uh, you, who are you? What do you do with my what's, daughter? What's your father do for a living? Uh, I'm getting, uh, if, I, if I ever became a dad, I would be Tony Soprano. Um, in that, I'm going to get killed in the last episode. Uh, uh, spoilers. Also, that's not what happens. Um, okay, so the TLD. I don't, this G fuel is hitting different. I haven't had G fuel in a while. And it's like <laughs> it's acting as a little bit of a psychedelic. Um, today's episode brought to you by G fuel, by the way. Not really. Uh, okay, so the TLDR for this Galaxy's midset update: all Valkyries and Voids out. Sona, Cassidy, and Lux also out. New champions: Zed, Vane, Riven, and Janna. New traits who will have their own champions: Astros and Battlecast. Total of 14 new champions and a whole spaceship load of smaller changes to current items, champions, and systems. If you want to see uh, Mort and Whitrock's um, sort of explanation where they went through every little detail, um, they posted Mort posted a video on his uh, channel. So definitely, uh, definitely check that out. Um, how do I ban a person from chat? Boom. Okay. Um, so, Boop, you want to talk about who's leaving? Yeah, let's talk about who's leaving, because if you're a Valkyrie player, like a lot of us are, uh, putting them into our comps, uh, it's going to be pretty hard. So, yeah. Uh, impossible even yeah um <laughs> void is gone so your your little squid boys are uh kha'zix Cho'Gath, and Velkaz. they're gone yeah. valkyrie gone kaisa kill misfortune gone sona you're out of here Cassin, you're following sona lux <sighs> that was the surprising one uh, yeah for me um especially since like that crazy crazy lux skin came out like to celebrate galaxies mm-hmm um but basically like she's a three cost sorceress and a lot of people fit that archetype and that's why she's leaving um so lux as a two-piece partner with xerath and two separate traits uh just was too strong so Mm -hmm. uh they're gonna go ahead and take her out too i think the biggest thing here is i'm glad sona's gone um i have no idea why she had cc cleanse in the first place Um, yeah that was a weird one well i think there's just now that I think about it, there's so much CC in the game that they thought maybe they needed to have someone like Sona in there to counter that. Um, not having Kha'Zix is 
these guys are all going to be replaced with similar units that we'll talk mm-hmm. about a little later. Uh, but no void, I think, is like a really big thing. I never liked the fact that they just gave you true damage, um, which kind of limited counterplay when it came to items against them. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like that archetype. So I'm happy about it. Same thing with Valkyrie. Uh, anything that kind of gives you like just free damage yeah right? where valkyrie is just all right you get you have two of these so now you crit below this amount of health yeah right uh versus like uh same thing with void oh you have three of these well congratulations uh you have true damage yeah it it, it just felt like you turn this on and then it's on but you like it's not even like so like to to compare it to like you know light from set two or even like dark star in this set it's like Yes, you have all you you know, you have six dark star or whatever and that ability's on, but it's like things need to happen to do that. It's like a unit dies, uh a dark star unit dies, and then all of them get pumped. Um and light was the same way. Um this is just like, oh, Valkyrie's on. It's like, do you ever even notice that it's on? Obviously you're doing more damage, but like is there ever like a you know, it, it didn't really feel like it clicked as a as a trait. It was just like and I, th- I think I feel like we've talked about this. It's just like you're just adding numbers to things, and that's like good in terms of winning, but it's just boring. So right? in regular league, there was a pretty big issue when it came to a type of champion called stat stickers, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which are like Doctor Mundo is one of those where just eventually the numbers are unbeatable, right? Right, and that's just not very interactive. That uh, it seems like an archaic way of design. Uh, but sometimes it's good to have those kinds of stack to stick champions in your game, right? It's really good for yeah. beginner players mm-hmm. and that like a beginner can take, Oh, okay. I could take just these three, put them together and mm-hmm. get something out of it. Right. That's good when it comes to that. But in the general landscape of the competitive ecosystem, the more interaction I get with my traits, the better. And I think Valkyrie and void are the least interactive of them. Yeah. And, and I also think that like, it, to go to harken back to new players it's like if you have a kaisa out and, you, and you're a new player and it's like oh well do i itemize my kaisa to be a carry well we know as at least relatively seasoned players yes you can you can get a tier three kaisa and you can you can itemize it out it's like okay well is it worth cutting one of my other traits to run valkyrie um well it depends and it's not like it's like if you are adding in again We'll use uh, I'll, I'll use light from set two as an example. It's like you always if you're running vein, like yes, you can itemize your vein to be a carry from set two. Um, but it's like you would never question. Oh, do I want three light in? It's like yes, if you're running vein as a carry, you want light that like enables it. And it's like very obvious that light is giving you a bonus. You know, there's the even if it's just a visual thing. It's like the unit dies. You grant the health. You're attacking faster. You can see that with Valkyrie. It's like when you added a four. Uh, when you add an in Valkyrie, a it doesn't proc at the beginning because they have to be under half health, and it's like it's hard to tell. And if I'm a new player, um, I don't know. Is it worth putting in Valkyrie? It's like, yeah, I just want to make the the trait, but like, is it always worth it to do? Is it like, am I noticing the change? I would say no, a lot of the time. So, not that those are bad bad things, just things to think about, like. You know, and, and and Void is in a similar case, although Void at least had the cool, like, purple, you know, like, lightning around them, which looked really cool. Um, but it's just like, do I know that Void is really doing anything as a new player? Well, or a I think player? the game has 
a general readability problem, uh -huh. right? Where some things are very obvious and some things aren't. And, yeah, and all true. games do but i think like that's that, that's the thing with void and, and valkyrie more so than just like its individual look is that it doesn't help the fantasy in any way it was again just stats in my opinion yeah uh and void is something that felt like it was like tacked on a little bit to this set a little bit yeah. uh more so than all the other like because all the other traits seem very thought out right <laughs> at least to me yeah. right? like like chrono right or or um rebel is another really good example of that demo yeah. right yeah like all all those things just seem like well like really well thought out and at the beginning i think i actually said this i was like you know it kind of just felt like they needed another trade right <laughs> so they're like voids well, um yeah. and of course that's not what happened and i'm like cutting a lot of work like I'm, I'm being, <laughs> uh, but like but my intent here is to say that voids never really felt like they belonged in this set to me the valkyries did because of just like again like the the whole thematics of galaxies and while voids yeah. kind of look like they're spacey um Space alien. Kha'zix, yeah yeah kha'zix and chogath really don't to me uh um, yeah velkaz like the most and so in terms of even that i'm glad they're not here uh, yeah. let alone the fact that i don't like the true damage though. well i think like if it was called like if instead of it being void and it being essentially a copy from set one, if it was um, called like alien or something and it did something wackier, that would have been cool. And I think you, you could keep it because like it pretty much like void. We had four void units in set one, if I recall correctly, it was the three. Right. It was the three original Kassadin, Kha'Zix, Cho'Gath, and then. Uh, and then Kaisa was a later edition. Um, you start adding more than that and it starts getting broken. Are they like, it starts like you always want void and it's very easy to always get it and it fits into too many things. So like they didn't add any void units at all throughout the, f the first mid mid the, the first half or the first, uh, I forget what they're calling it. The first half of the set. So, um, they could have, though, um, if it were something else. And, like, I think that the, like, you know, space monstery alien, like, that type of thing is cool. Like, I, I like to see more stuff like that, monsters. But I know that's an unpopular, in general, like, people like the humanoid characters better in general. Well, yeah, like that's monsters. very, very interesting how, like, in a, in a, in a world, like, for example, even in D&D, &D, right, where you can be literally anything. Not anything, but you can mm -hmm. be a, a tiefling. You can be a tabaxi cat, right? Mm -hmm. Even in Skyrim, you got Khajiit. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people will still just choose to be human. Yeah, that's right? like the most boring like, thing for me. And uh, <laughs> like me too. But then you, you kind of think about it, and you're like, strategically, well, humans are you know common and blah blah blah. Uh, but uh, it, it's just yeah. like. I don't know. I don't know. I, it mostly comes down to the true damage thing. I'm glad that's out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I don't like the like. Think about how much more effort you have to put into rebels than you do for your two Valkyries. Right. Right. True. And I think like a really good way to kind of get a two, like a two person synergy going. I think Mana Reavers killed it in that sense. Yes. Right. Where. It was affecting who they were attacking. You could have two, maybe three, if you pushed a third one and you had like the space, right? But I mm -hmm. think that's a, a really great way of, all right, you got two of these, you get this thing, but they still have to interact 
with yep. their opponents. Yep. Right. They, and it's not going to mean everyone. Like when you give someone like Cho'Gath true damage, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I'm much more willing to accept Irelia auto attacking me and taking my mana away. Um, right. As that's like position oriented. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, a lot more interactivity. So I like that, even though I thought I wouldn't because I hate when mana is, is messed with. Right. Um, it didn't feel but, as bad as like as uh, demons did in the first set. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Void could be there, right? But as like a fourth, like a four trait or a, or with more options because like they did just buff Cho'Gath. Right. Right, so like it still isn't even doing what they wanted it to do even with the, with the true damage. So it's time for a change. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with removing either of those and I think it's uh, good for the game overall, but Take something away, Boop. You got to add some stuff in. So we got some new champions in existing traits. So they said uh, they're also adding a few champions to round out existing traits and to make certain team comps more interesting to run. This includes adding new cybernetics so you don't have to rely on hitting a legendary to hit the gold badge, a new blade master who can use AP items, and a new rebel who doesn't have to stick with the group. So the very first... (laughs) Okay. This is one of the first times that we have here where how long have I been asking for like an AP item oriented AD champion? Like a while. I've been I, I tried with Jarvan, right? <laughs> with the uh, <laughs> double death cap Jarvan for attack speed. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this. And I'm very excited for this. Uh sorry, I just wanted to jump in there yeah, real yeah. quick. See how smart I was. <laughs> <laughs> so one point one point for Boop for designing the mid-set update. Uh, I, I have a feeling there's going to be more points as well that you'll be taking. Uh, Vayne is in the set now and is a tier three cybernetic sniper. They have final That's hour. Vayne focuses for 10 seconds, tumbling away from her target immediately in every third attack thereafter. Vayne is invisible while tumbling, and her first attack after each tumble deals 180, 200 to 40% of her attack damage. And the note here is that Vayne gives cybernetic the options uh, it needs it gives it the options it needs to get without uh, to get six without needing to luck into echo. She also serves as a powerful tier three carry who usually doesn't actually need a defensive item because her spell drops aggro. She should serve as a powerful AD carry, especially with the cybernetic and sniper trait active. Feels a lot like set one Kaisa in 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 a, in a, a lot of ways. So. I'm actually, I've been excited to talk about this particular champ more so than anything else because of this line. Uh, Tumbling away from her target immediately. Mm -hmm. So what that means is I don't think that you're you're not going to put Vayne in your back line, even as a sniper, because she'll get there eventually. And so the other thing about it too is she becomes invisible. And something that, I'm so happy that they're using in this, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I did just like try to score a point for myself, but this is really <laughs> cool. Um, this is all of them. No help from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fact that you're invisible and you tumble away, um, she's going to be a, a massive tank shredder. And I think that's going to be really exciting mm-hmm. because it's not about hitting who's farther away for Vayne. It's about dropping aggro yeah. while you tumble backwards. You get your thing, they redo aggro, and then your Vayne's kind of tumbling all over the place. Yeah. And that's really exciting for me. I, I think that will be like visually really cool. Mm-hmm. I think there's maybe a world where this is very overpowered. Yeah. Um, but 
I like that she's a sniper that you don't necessarily want in the back in, in your back line. And if mm-hmm. she is, if she is that, then changes need to happen because I don't think that's the thematics they're going for her. Um, yeah, two hundred extra attack damage on a tumbled attack every third attack is a lot. Two hundred, uh, especially it, percent. Yeah, and so like basically you put the new IE on her, which is going to be nuts. Yeah. Um, you you yeah. put a rage blade on her and something like a red buff to do even more percent yep. damage. She's going to be shredding those tanks. Yeah. So uh, because they're going to drop aggro on her when she tumbles mm-hmm. uh, because she turns invisible. So they'll turn to somebody else and then have to walk back to Vayne and mm-hmm. work together. So it's going to be up to our star guardians and mages, I think, to really deal with the Vayne. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm really excited about it is the tumbling backwards mm-hmm. and her positioning because we're finally i think using that mid board a yes. little bit more intentionally with characters like Vane. yep and i think again her ability and how she functions as a carry feels a lot like kaisa from set one like maybe she's not doing the same amount of damage because she's not a five she's not a um five cost but like when she goes into her mode or whatever right like She's got 10 seconds of like she's doing a lot of damage every third attack. Put a rage blade on it. It's like, all right, she's proccing all the time. Um, and uh, like they mentioned here, you might not actually need to run a trap claw or a um, guardian angel like you would w- want to on a lot of carries because her ability essentially protects her in the way that an, uh, an item might protect her. So she's got more vacancy. Yeah. Right? So like, it's like it's on her own, which is really cool. Yeah. Three attack item kale or sorry, not kale. Um, vein here might just be bonkers in a way that, yeah, like, I'd probably build some good attack speed on her so she can get to those third attacks quicker. Yeah, exactly. Like, but like, you know, Rage Blade, Giant Slayer, uh, like IE or something is probably or or death or death ca- or not start. death cap, death blade. Because you can put her in a chrono comp early on with Caitlyn. Yeah. Right. Get the oh, sniper that's that right. Way. Right. Like that. I am. I am going to do some serious vein experimenting when she comes out. Like I am yeah. so excited. Like I was the highest rank I ever got was when Rangers were good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like these I love. It's so funny. I hate spellcasters, but I love auto attacking carries <laughs> so much. Yep. Like in everything that I ever play. Mm-hmm. Right. And that like fills me with glee because Vayne's thematic is all about tumbling, becoming invisible mm-hmm. and outplaying your opponent. Mm-hmm. And to get that in TFT is going to be really, really fun. Hopefully it's not broken. I have a feeling it could be to start. Yeah. Um, well, but we'll see. Well, that's the beauty is that this is PBE so they can, uh, you know, all this is subject to change and the numbers are yep. easily tweakable. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, and I think another thing to note about or one last thing to note about Vayne that I think is going to be sort of a theme of some of these new champions is she is a carry three star or sorry, three cost, uh, which was a big thing in set two and even in set one, maybe not as much as set one set two, definitely with, you know, your your Nocturnes and your Azir's, um, but wasn't as big of a thing in the current set three. Now with this mid set, I think we're getting some, uh, some three cost uh, carries again. Um, mm-hmm. I think the game was at a good spot when uh, those three cost carries were really popular in set. Kindred, Kindred is the other one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Ash. No, she was four, but still Ash was four. Yeah. But yeah. And this new, and like Ash in set three is like, 
not really a carry. Ezreal, mm, not really a carry. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think we're we're uh, going to see some some new three cost carries. But let's talk about a two cost. You want to take you want to take this one, Boop? Let's do it. Uh, we got Zed coming up. Rebel Infiltrator. Thank God again uh, for, for the <laughs> Infiltrator on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Content for the week. Passive. Every third attack Zed deals 20, 40, 80 bonus magic damage and steals 25, 40, 80% of the current attack damage. So There's a new like ability. Um, Zed brings some unique capabilities to the Rebel lineup. As an Infiltrator, he can jump away from a Rebel clump and offer a way for them to spread out. Thank God. In addition, he serves uh-huh. as a great anti-carry who can steal away all of that carefully stacked AD great for getting in those pesky, pesky snipers faces again no mana here it just happens oh so um every third attack it just happens yeah so is it just me this seems broken this seems broken oh uh, he's stealing five percent it's one person so right. it is it's not very different than like pulling like carry with blitzcrank that's true. I think it's, it's weaker than that. I guess that's true. Um, and like you would rather just like you take away 100% of their attack damage if you kill them, right? So I guess that makes sense. But what if I know you can't make him a you can't make him a blaster. You could put runins on him and steal multiple things, right? But Well, plus <laughs> he's getting um infiltrator buff uh which true. is attack speed. True. And he, it's like a, a constant debuff as opposed to like a an ability attack, right. which I think is a little bit more counterable mm-hmm. because the Zed is kind of just like a time limit, right? I don't think the Zed's necessarily trying to get kills, but is trying right. to help your team survive a little longer from the carry on mm-hmm. the other side, a la Kale. That's right? true. Although and not a la Kale in this in this instance because yeah 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 but like yeah. but but same thing right it's yeah, more yeah. about the debuff than anything else sure and I think there's counterplay on how to get him off of somebody else right because if he jumps on Vane for right. example uh, then she's just going to tumble away and she'll get her stuff back right right so well she doesn't get it uh, I guess she would get it back in the form of the bonus damage but like the debuff doesn't go away right. It's not that clear. As far I mean, based on what it says, it wouldn't go away, but we don't we don't know. But yeah, definitely interesting. I, I think I mean if it doesn't go away and it stacks, I'm assuming it stacks, right? Of target's current attack damage. Um This is a good question for Mort. Yeah. I, I based on how it reads, it doesn't go away and it stacks. So like Zed should never lose an auto attacking like one on one, right? Like Mm-hmm. it's three attacks off and like the other thing like you said it's not about damage like the in a way the more damage you stack on zed the more you kind of reduce the effectiveness of his ability because they're if he's just killing him it doesn't matter so you can put your damage on other uh units and just put attack speed on zed so that he's triggering that as much as possible and even though he doesn't kill he can take someone out of the fight um and eventually kill them or help kill them. So very interesting. I'm wondering if something like if you throw a runins on him and then like a rage blade and oh. two runins and a rage blade that all of a sudden he's getting th- he's attacking three different yeah, units. I want to put those on your jinx, though. 
or not me. Nice jinx. It's got minus. It's got minus all this da- attack damage. Um, I don't know. That's that's the that's the uh, that's the the dream I want to live is double. So I also I also think snipers are going to be really strong on this uh, new patch. Mm-hmm. So just in general, I think that's why they even say it here. Great for yeah. getting in those pesky snipers' faces. Yeah, I think that's going to be a thing that we're all going to have to think about mm-hmm. um, in terms of sniping. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one here is Riven, a tier four chrono blade master. Uh, Riven's ability is energy slash Riven uh, dashes and shields herself for 300, 450, 900, then slashes forward and deals 100, 150, 450 magic damage. Every third cast, Riven leaps into the air and launches a wave of energy that does 400, 600, 1800 magic damage. Uh, Blade Masters have all been pretty similar and have all required similar items, crit, and attack speed, but that's about to change. Riven loves AP items that give her a bigger shield and help her damage, uh, help her deal massive damage if she can get that third cast off. She even uses Luden's Well and can boost your Chrono builds with Twisted Fate and Sorcerer. So it doesn't say in these notes, but if I recall correctly from the video, she's got like a ridiculously low. Um, I think it's like 30. It's something like 25 really or something low. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so seraphs, um, well, so, <laughs> so this is what they were yeah. talking about in terms of building her AP. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily the best. I think there is a world where building her as a tank is actually pretty nice. Right. So instead well, of getting a bunch of damage at once, you just get more casts. Well, Increasing her AP also increases her tankiness and damage. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But the way that shields and HP, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm someone sure will a lot it of numbers to, yeah, to, to crunch on whether which one which one is better. Right. But it is. Um, it but is yeah, I like I like I like AP items going on AD characters, right? I, I mm-hmm. like the fact that you build Rabadons on Darius right now and you can on Irelia mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. right? And that you can go in on ie or rabidons right based on like how the game is going and those kinds of choices are what tft needs and i like it so mm-hmm. big pass I, I think this is it's so funny because while it has the most text i actually think it has the simplest to understand kind of effect on the game uh yeah. Riven does i think uh, because again chrono blade master i think is just like a, a simple thing to understand mm-hmm. the only thing that's even weird about it at all is that the third cast is where you get this extra like wave I mean, she seems like she's going to be really cool and impactful. I mean, she's a tier four, which is good. It's nice to have a nice, big, splashy tier four champion. So yeah, um, and not Wukong. Yeah, he's going to be a little bit better. Like at at, 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 he's probably going to be better to start at tier four too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this also gives Chrono an easier out to get to uh, there. I think it's turning to two, four, six, eight. Is that one of the ones that is changing? Uh, Uh, We'll we'll get there. But we'll get there. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because uh, Chrono is also going through a little bit of a nerf mm-hmm. uh, on ten eleven. So we'll see how all that matters once the uh, patch comes up. I believe it's on the PBE. Or, so I think you guys can play it right now. But the the biggest thing here is: do you go in with shielding? Do you go in uh, with auto attack damage? Because she is a blade master, if right. you so choose, right? Because we've never really had this kind of character. And while it might be fun to put AP items on her, we still don't know 
if it's the best right. because you know how many times have been like oh my god if kaisa has ap items and she ults this back and set one into yes. the back line her shield is enormous yep i remember right like that. yeah so two points <laughs> just I'm, I'm not really trying to take anything away from the dev team right i'm just trying to feel better about myself because <laughs> i'm inherently a very sad individual so that's where Aww. that's coming from um well boop will make you happy here because you get to talk about the brand new synergy called Battlecast. All right. So Battlecast, it's new and even more. With that, <laughs> we're introducing three new traits and a total of 11, two whole fingers worth of champions. All right. Battlecast. Oh, okay. Two whole fingers, like a one and a one. I get it. I get it now. Uh, Battlecast champions upon dealing or taking 10 instances of damage trigger a bonus effect based on their current health. If they're above half health, they deal 75, 150, 225 magic damage in the nearest enemy. If they're below half health, they heal instead. So the champions, tier one is Alawi. Uh, tier two is Nocturne. Welcome back, Papa. Hey, uh, tier... hey, Bucko, I'm oh, back. Oh, I'm oh, back. Shout out to Classes. Alawi is a tier one brawler. So she's replacing Cho'Gath in that way. Uh, Nocturne is Tier 2 Infiltrator. Uh, Kog'Maw is a Tier 2 Blaster. Uh, Cassiopeia is a Tier 3 Mystic. Interesting. Victor is a Tier 4 Sorcerer. And Urgot is a Tier 5 Protector. So here's how they work. <sighs> Battlecast are strong Urgot. champions. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Battlecast are strong champions who start to heal after taking a beating. This added toughness, in addition to their ability to deal extra damage, allows them to dish it out just as well as they can take it, depending on the situation. At a 2-4-6 split, there is a flexible trait that can fit into many different comps. Several Battlecasts also have unique capabilities. Kogma and Victor do percent health damage. Cassiopeia wrecks shields, and Urgot can obliterate literally anything. Um, so, uh, let's read this part. How it works. Allow we... Uh, uh, we won't go into like their theory crafting. Uh, yeah, here. you guys can read it. We'll put. You guys have seen the the notes. You get. You guys can read their uh, their uh, <clears throat> all those notes. But yeah, I mean, this is an interesting. Uh, and and th they don't go into the abilities and everything of these again. You can watch Mort's video or whatever, and we'll go over them once they actually release the the notes for the champions. But. This is an interesting uh, trait because it's kind of like it almost kind of feels the same way that um, that uh, it it feels similar to like what we were talking about with um, with Valkyrie, where it's like yes, you get this thing, but it just kind of happens, and it's just like. You're either doing more damage or healing. Okay. Our next trait is a lot more like that than this one. So yes, very much between, like that. The difference between Battlecast and I think that one is I think itemization really, really matters. True. When it comes to this, right? So if you're wanting extra damage, right, then you're going to want them to be above half health most right. of the time, right? So you're probably building Warmogs and Red Buffs and, you know, things that give you health. Uh, but if you want them to heal instead, and maybe that's how you do it, like I think Kogma is a really good example of someone you actually want to keep below half health. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to itemize a little differently. Uh, so yeah. I think I think Battlecast has more itemization interactivity. It's not like again the most interactive, uh, but I do think there's more to this than our next section, which is Astro. So why don't we actually talk about all of them at once, and we sure. can just kind of yeah. 
So yeah, Astro, like you said, very simple. It's a three trait. There's four total champions, and the trait says reduce your Astro's champ. Uh, Astro champ's mana costs by 30. We have Nautilus as a tier two uh, Vanguard. We've got Bard as a tier three Mystic. Nar is returning as a tier four Brawler, and the Mad Lads, they did it. Timo is a tier four Sniper. It's... <laughs> They could not have made that more annoying. Anyway, <laughs> I, I cannot wait until Timo's like actual like stats come out because I wonder if those uh, Yasuo Rakan changes had something to do with this as well. Because like maybe they were working on Timo already and then added like the hex type of situation. Almost certainly. Uh, I mean, we know what forward. he does uh, based on on Mort's video. Like he throws out mushrooms. Like that's that's what he does. He throws out three mushrooms. Um, and I, if you put Vane and Timo together, and since Vane moves, she can actually draw people to Timo's mushrooms. Oh, it works that's so well. True, and she's going to be die. Also, it's a good counter against Vane because if she's just jumping around, she's going to run exactly. into more mushrooms. Exactly. Um, so they say Astro Champs are much more out there. They're astronauts, uh, and each one brings something different to the battlefield. Nautilus stuns the enemy's front line. Nar returns from the set launch. Are from the launch set with this giant team shove. Yes. And Timo places powerful, shru- I mean, satellites on the board and can do tons of magic damage. Perhaps the most out there of the bunch is Bard. He's a relatively weak, uh, he's relatively weak in a straight, straight up fight, but he has a unique and powerful ability that creates, you guessed it, meeps. They can be sold for one XP each, allowing you to level up just a little bit quicker than your opponents. All right, what the last one? The last one is Paragon. What? We'll, we'll talk. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, Paragon is the last new trait, and this is kind of like the Asol versus um, like Singe type situation. Yeah. Uh, your team's basic attacks are converted to magic damage. Uh, champion is Janna, uh, who's also going to be a, a Star Guardian. So uh, Janna comes to the aid of her fellow Star Guardians as a new legendary champion, wielding a powerful spell that knocks enemies up and boosts allies' attack speed. Using Janna's unique trait, you can convert your team to do mostly magic damage, which can be useful if you're struggling against Vanguard. So the thing about Janna that's really, really interesting is if you find yourself... This is this is exciting, because we'll talk about the meeps in a second, <laughs> um, but because we'll wrap this up really quickly with Janna, is I like a game where especially if you're in like the last four Uh right and there is a little bit of okay i know i'm facing this person next right changing out certain characters based on matchup Uh right instead of being like okay this is my comp this is who i have yeah right giving an option to take out maybe a star guardian mystic like soraka and putting in you know uh the paragon yeah instead uh, or, you know, switching out. Maybe you've got your auto-attacking Star Guardian ta- comp here because there are some good auto-attackers on Star, Star Guardians. Like, Ari's got a pretty good attack speed. Um, so, like, you could potentially be pushing more damage that way. Or you can, if there are Vanguards, you could put uh, a Paragon in with your Snipers. And True. that way they get uh, the damage going in a little bit easier. You might be getting less damage in terms of per attack, but more is going to be going through. Right. If because uh, there are more vanguards, so it might be a thing. Yeah. Uh, those are the two uses that I that I've thought of in my mind. And those seem to be the simplest of the two uses. I'm mm-hmm. sure this can be really crazy. But you know, there was something that I said. 
a while ago where it's just like, wouldn't it be cool if one of the galaxies was everyone's AP and AD switched? Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are. That's they just uh, made it a champion. Points. Yep. That's again. I'm hyper me. depressed, and I need this. I'm sorry. More. <laughs> he needs every point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the only points I'm getting right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Jan is a really interesting one. Again, she's a five cost. Uh, another Star Guardian, which is awesome. I think her, if I recall correctly, um, part of her actual like passive ability, um, not the trait, like Janna's actual passive ability, like makes your Star Guardians do true damage or something. I don't remember. Um, so I think she's going to really enable Star Guardians in a lot of ways. But she seems really interesting. Is going to again like like you said, is a, is one of the first times that a unit can come in like and be specifically good. Yeah. Come in for the, yeah, the pinch hitter. Would, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Very fine cool. to have in the game. Right. And I think it's really that's cool. Just to like, I think that's like a level up type of situation, right? It might not work the best with Janna, but I love the fact that the, cause I love this team in that way. Right. I love the mm-hmm. fact that they're thinking about it. Yep. Right. Like I don't need the perfect solution right now, but we'll see if this works. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and if it's fun um, and the fact that they're thinking about these kinds of things and uh, yeah, that's exciting. But let's talk about meeps real quick because yeah, I, that's I, crazy. I am. V- my initial gut feeling is that they're broken. Um, it's kind I guess, I guess it's kind of like pirates or space pirates in that, like it's, you're trading your onboard damage for a later game, uh, advantage and like pirates and space pirates have been at varying levels of playability. Um, but like whenever there's a, something that can generate a resource that you don't norm, you're not normally able to get from the battle. I, my eyebrow is raised. Yeah, yeah, it it, it comes kind of like with <laughs> Void, right? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's very similar. So in Overwatch, the two of us have Overwatch background. Yes. It's kind of like when one team has Supercharger, which is when uh y- your whole team gets twenty five percent extra yep. damage, and like just the other team doesn't. Yeah, right. Like your Supercharger has one of the highest team fight win rates in all of Overwatch. Yeah, right. Just because it just gives you more stats, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of that. Yep. Um, one XP is. I, you know, someone smarter than me would need to figure out exactly how much gold one XP is worth. Right. Right. And how often these meeps come out. Uh, that's really, really important. I mean, it's, this is going to be a tough balance thing. I'm really interested to see what Nautilus is going to do. I wonder if it's going to be his old ult, but since every, they do mention here that they're all out there. So I wonder, I wonder what it's going to be. I think it's kind of because they're, they're astronauts. Well, (sighs) get it out there in space ah, you don't get it um no i i see what you're saying i, I do think i mean nar is a little bit out there in that he transforms timo is going to be spitting out mushrooms uh what oh bard i'm thinking i'm calling him meepo because that's a character in dota him, but we're all calling him brad anyway that's we, <laughs> uh, bard is brad it's funny because there's a magic player that's named brad but everyone calls him bard um shout outs to Actually, I'm not giving shout outs to Bard Narson. Everyone knows who who he is. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I think I mean he is a three cost, right? Yeah, he's a three cost. He's gonna be super weak. So like, but the thing is, like, if you get an early bard, like 
he is going to propel you super far and he's one unit, right? Like you don't need like pirates is a two unit commitment. Space pirates is a two unit commitment and um, you need to space pirates. You need to kill units. So if you're weak, you're actually not getting anything. You're just getting a shot at getting something this. It's like, unless his mana cost is like super, super high. Like it will be it probably it certainly will. It should you, be probably right. But by having Brad, right. Um, because you, you, it's not just going to be free. So there's going to be some give and take there, but yeah, man, man, one XP is a lot. It like, just like full XP. Yeah. And it creates a, a meep on the, on your bench. So like, that's also another like bench space is all of a sudden like a even bigger resource or an even more important yeah, resource. That's, a, that's another thing I, I hope we kind of push into because I was recently casting some Hearthstone and there, there are a couple decks now where you kind of have to, you can only have 10 cards in your hand and yeah. sometimes you develop a ton of cards Yeah, and it's about making sure you always have room to draw one uh-huh. and that's part of the game. And I think you could do that here too. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you can actually play the meeps in your comp. Like are the, like, can you actually put them in? Are they just really bad? More, more, more. Can you, and can you level f- up the meeps? Meeps are so cute. By oh, the way, they? they give poros. They give poros a run for their money. Ooh, maybe we'll see yeah. a meep little legend. But I bet they're tasty. I bet meeps are delicious, even though I don't know what they are. Um, I'll eat anything, as you can see. But that's the general overview of the uh, the new champs here and new uh, synergies again. Once we get the official notes and all the rundowns of the champions and stats and whatnot, we'll give more of a an in-depth look. But there's your high level, uh, which is what we got, of course, um, in the dev drop. So there are some other changes um, that uh, I am going to run through relatively quickly, and then we'll talk about them in general. Um, Why don't we? I think we can wait till next week on this. Okay. Because I really, really want to spend like 45 minutes on the ASOL change. Okay. Well. <laughs> because I, I'm like upset about it. <laughs> if you read it, you'll understand. Yeah, it but is. The... It is. You thought if you if you hated uh, original demons from set one, boy, are you going to hate ASOL. <laughs> and he is on the weaker side. But um, I think like let's talk about traits as in like a grand scheme of the game as a deep dive next week. I'd yes. love to do that. I like it. So, okay. Okay, uh, cool. If you guys, uh, we could talk about the items though. We should talk about the, okay, items. let's yeah. talk about items because items are changing. So, uh, infinity edge, uh, is getting cha- a rework. It now, uh, sets the holders critical strike chance to 100%. And it also does less bonus damage. I think it went from like a hundred percent increase to like 20. It's something like, like the, the item is different now is mass massively different you're now always critting but you're doing less of a bonus when you do crit uh rfc is uh going back to what it was in set one in addition to the extra range you can't miss so that's that is a uh a set one callback and then demolitionist charge gone uh is now replaced with battle cast armor which grants the wearer the battle cast trait um oh and i skipped one here serves embrace gone is now replaced by blue buff which now after each spell cast the holder's mana is set to 20 which sounds like healthier yes which sounds like seraphs except you can't stack it now you could it won't do anything just so much healthier so much healthier in terms of how this works i think it's not going to be as effective 
Um, well, but it, it's the same if there's only one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was another item change that's not on here. There definitely was, but it's not listed on here, so I'm not going to go over it. Uh, we'll talk about more additions or changes as they come. But, um, yeah, the uh, blue buff, I have mixed feelings on it because, one, I really like the thought of, like, okay, well, I can do something super broken if I get six tiers and I just make three <laughs> Seraphs embraces and just go <laughs> off and <it> just, <laughs> just cast, cast, yeah. cast, cast, cast. Like, the infinite cast Sona, while, I mean, the mana printer version was, like, kind of lame and enabled, like, things that are too strong. Like, before the Chalice was out, like, it was cool to, like, just infinite cast Sona. And, like, it wasn't really that good. But, like, it was cool. It was like, bling, 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 and, like, heal, 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 heal. It was cool. Um, So that's gone, which, on the one hand, makes me a little bit sad, but on the other hand, makes me happy, because now, it's like, now, you can... This is so much healthier, Blev. It is, but, like, machine gun zigs isn't, like, fun for other people. Right. Um, The... (laughs) You can now make champions with 40 or uh, 60 mana and like not be like well if they get three seraphs the game is broken or something like that now it's like yeah they, they can be good and you can give them one seraphs and that's fine um or one blue buff now and that's going to be fine but it's not going to be broken um so that it actually opens up the design space a lot for yeah, low mana cost champions we've talked about this before yep. so if you ask any of the hearthstone devs what card is the one that they regret making the most it is a one cost one one with charge called yep. stone tusk bore yep. right and basically that card apparently has blocked them from designing hundreds of other cards yep. um and i think i think items like seraphs are exactly like that too yep. Um, all right, galaxies no new galaxies in 10 12 uh, but we're removing lilac which a lot of people will be happy about not me i liked it i, I, liked I didn't it care about grabbing soraka first i thought it was hilarious um but i don't care I, about winning in tft as much as i do in other games true <laughs> I, I also kind of wanted to see lilac galaxy with the new four costs but that's fine maybe it'll come back later uh, starting in 1013 we'll be adding and removing one galaxy each patch for the remainder of the galaxy set so that enables them to not have to consistent yeah. like keep thinking of new galaxies right then we can start recycling which is cool and then we'll get well, like packages that we like yeah i don't I mean, I think they might still be adding new galaxies. They just no, not. It's not like a blanket statement, but I right. think the idea here is is that like, say, Lilac, Littler Legends, and Treasure Trove are gone this week, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, they could just true. add one of those back instead of having to come up with a new galaxy every patch. Yep. yep. Or um, change and adjust the current galaxies that we have. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and then the last things here. Actually, we should probably save these because I think those are these, also these are for dive. next week because yeah, these are, are deep divable. Yeah, yeah, especially the Nika's help change. If you guys want to read up on that before next week, I mean, I would. I think all three of those these other points are all deep divable, so yeah. we will be deep diving <laughs> all of them as well as any other new stuff that we yep. get uh, next week. <laughs> next week's title is going to be called Skill Expression, and then we'll <laughs> and then, uh, we'll we'll talk about that uh, <laughs> and, because of some of these changes. <laughs> Skill expression, colon, dot, 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 a game without mana. Colon, (laughs) Asol, the champ. Uh, Hyphen, boob called it the downfall. Uh, Colon, Little (laughs) Legends podcast. I need points. (laughs) I need points. 
that's going to be the end of this week's episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. It was very, I mean, it feels, even though it's not a full new set, like this is, I think this is like the perfect amount of new stuff where this, this feels like a new set. Like, and even and like, as weird as it is, the taking away of stuff is really does add to it of like, this feels like a new set. It's not just like, oh, we tacked on a bunch of extra stuff. Um, it's like we're taking stuff away. We're making big changes, even though like the core might still be there. We're taking a bunch away. We're adding a bunch in and it feels like a very good spot. Like this feels like a new set to me, which is, which is very fun. Love it. So that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Boop. Where can people find you on the internet when we're not here? Boobasaurus Rex on Twitter. Yes, 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 yes. You can find me as well as Boop at Discord.me slash the Legends Podcast. You can also find me at the underscore Blevins on Twitter, where Boop and I are both always doing all sorts of stuff. So make sure to follow our Twitters and check us out there as well as in the Discord. But that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. For Boop, I'm Blevins, and we will be back next week to talk about more Team Fight Tactics here on Little Legends Podcast. Yeah.